So we're going to start out uh, with the word of the Lord. But before we even go there, let's go to the Lord one more time in prayer. Ask him to just uh, anoint everything that takes place this evening. Amen. Father God, we just are grateful for the promise that we have in you. Grateful, Father God, that nothing compares to you. Nothing compares to your love, your grace, your mercy, your kindness, your goodness. Nothing compares to you. And we're grateful for that this evening. Nothing compares to your anointing either, Father God. And it's what we all need tonight, Father God. I need you to anoint my mind and anoint my mouth. Anoint the words that are going to come forth from your throne room of grace. Anoint the listener, Father God. Anoint their ears to hear, their hearts to listen. I pray that you would anoint every individual that's going to participate in baptism tonight. That you would anoint this time together so that lives would be changed and that you would be glorified. And that we would have something wonderful to testify about. We're thankful, Father God, for your presence and your spirit. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. I wasn't here last week, and now I'm asked to shorten my sermon this week. That's kind of hard to do. You know me. I like to go on. I think it's kind of like trying to stick an elephant into a Volkswagen. But I think we'll make it happen tonight. Amen. Because God's uh, in control. But... I know I haven't finished my series, for those of you who are normally with us on Wednesday night, I haven't finished my series yet on Blessed Are They in Psalms 1, uh, but tonight I wanted to bring a word that I felt better fit the occasion of water baptism, and so we'll finish up on Psalm 1 next week, amen? So don't miss that, I asked you to be there, but I selected the title of, of, of my message tonight, House Cleaning, because in all reality, baptism is a type of cleansing. Uh, it's part of a purification process that I believe has been ordained by God in Scripture, and I believe should be a part of every single believer's life. I believe that everyone that has been washed in the blood should be baptized in water. I believe everyone that makes a confession of faith that Jesus Christ is Lord, I believe that they should be water baptized because it's a demonstration of their devotion to Jesus Christ. And that's what some individuals are going to do this evening. They're going to demonstrate their devotion to Jesus Christ through being baptized in water. I'm not going to really preach to you tonight about water baptism, uh, but as you know, or should know, or hope you know, water baptism in Scripture has been likened unto the great flood, uh, because it's when God cleansed the earth of sin. It's where all the world was washed of its wickedness. I believe that that great flood was God's house cleaning. It was His original house cleaning, and the reality is, God, there's, there's another house cleaning coming. Uh, down the road, but God gives each and every one of us an opportunity every day to clean house. Amen. And that's what I want to speak to you about this evening. I want to talk to you about house cleaning. You see, baptism is that cleansing process or a demonstration of it. It's where old things pass away and all things become new. It's likened unto the passage of scripture where Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things become new. And I don't want to get too much into that, but I want you to understand that baptism is all as well a cleansing process. But the point that I want to make and the reality is whether or not we're getting baptized, whether or not you're going to step down into that pool tonight or not, whether or not you're going to be dunked under the water or not, every single one of us are a candidate for a house cleaning. Every single one of us are a candidate to allow the fire of God come upon our lives and cleanse us from every sin. Amen? 
So whether or not you're part of this baptism celebration that's going to go on or not, I want you to realize and open yourself up for the power of the Lord to come into your life and do what he needs to do in your life as well. Because the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Word of God tells us that there are none that are righteous, no, not one. So all of us need the the cleansing power of God on a regular basis in our lives. So that's what I want to talk to you about. All of us, I believe, should be like David in Psalm 139, who is willing to open up his heart to the Lord and say, Search me, O God. He was willing to open up and bare his soul and say, examine me, God, know my heart, know my thoughts, know everything about me. Search me through and through, basically, David was saying. And we should be willing to say exactly like he said in Psalm 51, when he found his heart saturated with sin, he said, wash me, O God, of all my iniquity and cleanse me of my sins. You see, this is something we should all be willing to do every single day. You see, David spoke these words because he understood the world has the power to pollute our lives. David understood that the world has the power to, to, to make us unclean, church. You should know that as well as I do. He said, examine me because he understood that this world has the power to stain us with sin. This world has the power to make us unclean. It has the power to make us impure. It has the power to make us unholy. It has the power, church, to to put filth in our mouth. It has the power to put filth in our minds and set filth before our eyes. It has the power to, to put filth into our lives and even filth in our hands. It has The reality is, church, this world, whether you're saved or not, has the power to pollute your lives. And it's exactly why David was willing to open up his heart to God every single day and say, search me today, O God. I might not see the sin. I might not sense the sin. I might not realize that there's something hiding down deep inside of my soul. But I know the world has the power to pollute me. So search me, O God. And see if there's anything inside of me that grieves you. Anything inside of me. That upsets you, God. And if there is anything in me, then wash me and cleanse me. Renew a right spirit within me, David said in that same Psalm 51. And it should be our prayer as well. It's why Paul writes to the Thessalonian church in chapter 4, verses 3 to 7, and he tells them to sanctify themselves. He tells them to purify themselves. He tells them to set themselves apart from the impurities of this world. And he says in verse 7, because I have not called you to uncleanness, but I have called you to holiness instead. You see, Paul spoke these words because God didn't call us to unrighteousness. He didn't call us to compromise. He didn't call us to complacency. He didn't call us into a place of sin. He called us as his sons and daughters of God into a place of holiness. Jesus himself said, or God himself said, Be thou holy as I am holy, for without holiness you shall not see God. This is what we need to understand, church. Without holiness, we cannot see God. And it's why we all could use a good spiritual house cleaning in our lives so that we can see God. I don't know about you, church, but I want to see God. 
I don't want to wait till I'm up in heaven. I don't want to wait till I'm on the other side of glory to see God. I want to see God today. I want to see His power today. And I want to see His healing today. I want to see His miracles today. I want to see everything that God has in store for my life and my family's life, for my ministry and everything about me. I want to see God. And the only way that we're going to see God is if we're clean. The only way we're going to see the power of God move in our hearts, move in our homes, move in the church, move in ministry, is if God finds us clean. He finds our hands washed and our hearts washed and our minds touched by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's how we find power in our lives, church. And it's what God is calling us to this evening. He's calling us to a spiritual house cleaning church. I believe it's why we need the refining fire of the Holy Spirit, the refining fire of the the power of God and the presence of God and the Word of God to be flowing through our lives so we can be without sin, so that we can be who He's called us to be, church. Listen, when I'm talking about cleaning, I'm talking about house cleaning, I'm not talking about surface cleaning. I'm not talking about simply moving stuff from one area of our life to another. I'm not talking about moving it from this place when somebody finds out about it to another place where no one can see it. I'm not talking about using a dirty mop to just push the pollution around. I'm not, I'm not talking when I talk about house cleaning. I'm not talking about sticking stuff up in the attic just to get it out of the way. Talking about things spiritually, I'm not talking about going and renting a shed where you can keep all your junk. I'm not talking about building a bigger shed in your backyard so you can just get it out of the house so mommy won't see it and daddy won't see it and husband won't see it and wife won't see it, but God will see it. I don't care how big your shed is or how many storage sheds you got, spiritually speaking, God will see it. He wants us to clean house. See, when I'm talking about cleaning, I'm talking about opening up your heart like David did. I'm talking about, I'm talking about emptying closets. I'm talking about clearing out attics. I'm talking about taking down drapes and pulling off sheets. I'm talking about opening up windows. I'm talking about loading up the trash that's built up in our life and taking a trip to a spiritual dump and saying, God, cleanse me and forgive me and wash me today. It's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about disinfecting our spiritual house from sin so that we can see God. You see, the reality is I've got so many people coming into my office from time to time, as does the pastor, and they want to see the move of God and the hand of God in some area of their life. They want to see the hand of God in their marriage, and they want to see the move of God in their finances, and they want to see the move of God in their family, and yet their life is filled with sin. Their life is filled with compromise, whether they know it or not. But the reality is until they get themselves clean... They won't see God until I get myself clean. I won't see God. We must disinfect our spiritual house, church. I'm talking about, when I talk about cleaning, I'm talking about taking a serious inventory of our spiritual condition like David did. I said it before and I'll say it again. David opened up the windows to his soul 
He opened up his heart and he laid it bare before God and he took his spiritual inventory of his life. God wants us to do the same exact thing. He's waiting for the individual like David that says, here I am, God, search me. Here I am, God, know me. Here I am, God, seek me through and through so I can be everything you've called me to be. Jesus said in Matthew 23, verse 26, first clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will become clean also. You see, what we have to realize is that a spiritual cleansing that I'm talking about has to take place on the inside. You can pretty up your life all you want on the outside, but unless you're clean on the inside, unless you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb, unless the eyes of God and the hand of God and the work of God and the power of God has touched the soil of your soul, I don't care how pretty we dress ourselves up, we are still filled with sin. We are still not able to be blessed and we will still not see God. I know that a lot of this isn't popular preaching nowadays, but if you want to see God like I want to see God... If you want to experience God like I want to experience God, if we want South Metro Ministries and the vision God has for us to be filled with power and anointing, the house of God has to be filled with individuals who are willing to lay themselves before God and say, search me and clean me. It's the only way it's going to happen. Otherwise, we're wasting money and wasting time. And God wants nothing to do with that. This is His kingdom. This is his, uh, this is his vision. This is him. This is his property. We need to treat it wisely. But Jesus said, clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will become clean also. And what we have to understand is that it all starts in here. And when it comes to baptism, it all starts in here. It doesn't start down here. If you're getting baptized tonight or a candidate for baptism, please understand your conversion doesn't start down here. Your cleansing doesn't take place down here. Your cleansing should have already taken place in a prayer closet between you and God and did what David did and said, here I am, God, cleanse me. And then when you come up here, you demonstrate the devotion to God through baptism church. What we all have to understand, like I said, especially those being baptized, church, is that this uh, water baptism isn't taking a bath. It has no power in itself to wash away your sins. It has no power in itself to remove unrighteousness, church. Baptism in itself has no power to, to reach the residue that's dwelling inside of our soul. It can only be touched by the hand, the blood, and the fire of God. And what we are saying when we step into this pool is that the hand of God's already touched the soil of my soul. He's already cleansed me. He's already renewed me. He's already revived me. I've already given my life to Jesus Christ. And now I'm going to confess before man and God that I belong to Him. I'm His disciple is what you say when you walk down those steps. And whether you walk down those steps tonight or not, our confession should be the same. I belong to God. Amen. Water baptism is simply an outward demonstration of what you've already allowed the blood of Jesus Christ to do in your life. 
It's a culmination of a commitment you've already made to Jesus Christ. Listen, I don't mean to be crass or unkind or insensitive, but the truth is this water itself has no power to transform your life. It's municipal water. It comes from the Coweta County Water Authority, and it doesn't have any supernatural powers in it. We got to pay to pump it in, and we got to pay to drain it out. And the reality is what you need to understand, it's not about the water. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary. Amen. And we are saying thank you for the cross when we step down into this water. It's why we empty our heart and empty our soul so that the work Jesus did on the cross can have an effect in our life. It's why we've got to have the same prayer that David had, church. It's why Jesus said, like I said, first clean the inside of the cup, and then the outside will be clean as well. And what you need to understand is that the only water that has the power to sanctify and satisfy the soul is the living water of Jesus Christ. It's the only water that has the power to sanctify the soul and satisfy the thirsty and fill the hungry with every good thing. If you're hungry and thirsty... Go to the well of Jesus Christ. If you really need to be clean, don't think it's going to happen there. Let the blood of Jesus Christ wash over your life and then make this a confession of your faith, church. That's why I'm bringing the word that I'm bringing this evening, because I believe just like every physical house needs a good cleaning, every spiritual house needs a good cleaning as well. The number one reason I believe we need a good cleaning is because Ephesians 5:27 tells us that God expects to present us the church to Jesus Christ as a radiant church, a brilliant church, a church without stain, without spot, without wrinkle, without any other blemish, but rather he wants to present us holy and blameless instead. This is what God is looking for. He's looking for a bride that's without spot or wrinkle. He's looking for a bride that's ready for the coming of the groom. He's looking for a bride that has separated itself from the contaminating influences of this world, from its sin, its lusts, and its pleasures, and says, I belong to you, God. I want to be able to be presented to the groom, Jesus Christ, without spot and without wrinkle. And in order to do that, I'm setting myself apart for the groom, unstained by this world, church. It's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians six seventeen, Therefore come out from among them and be separate from the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Come out from among them, touch no unclean thing, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons, and you will be my daughters, says the Lord If you want the benefits of having a father in heaven, you've got to be clean, church. You've got to be washed in the blood of lamb. You've got to have a repentant heart. You've got to be willing to expose the soil of your soul to the hand and the work of Jesus Christ in order to be blessed, church. Listen, the, the reason I believe so many people feel far from God today is because they spend most of their time out there in the world touching things they shouldn't be touching. They're touching the unclean thing. They're looking at things they shouldn't be looking at, going to places they shouldn't be going, doing things they shouldn't be doing, saying things they shouldn't be saying. They're touching the unclean thing. And then they wonder, church, why they don't see God. 
Why they don't see God moving in their marriages. Why they don't see God moving in their finances. Why they don't see God moving in their family. Why they don't see God moving in a, in a ministry that, that they know God's called them to. Because their hands are dirty and their hearts are dirty. Because they've exposed themselves to the pollution of this world. And they need to be washed once again in the blood of Jesus Christ. The reality is so many people feel far from His power and far from His presence and far from His anointing and far from His favor and far from His provisions and far from His promises, church, because they are spiritually unclean. Because spiritually, church, they have junk in their lives. And you can call it whatever you want. You can call it junk. You can call it garbage. You can call it dirt. You can call it pollution. You can call it filth. But the Word of God calls it sin. The reason that so many individuals, even in the house of God, feel far from God, doesn't have anything to do with God. It has to do with the fact that they've got sin in their life and compromise in their life and complacency in their life. And what God is waiting to hear from them are the words of David that said, search me. He's just waiting for the heart that's willing to open itself up to God. So that God can do something powerful and so that they can feel near to the Lord. Amen. I want you to understand that God expects us to present ourselves to him as a living and holy sacrifice. Holy and acceptable, the Bible says. Holy and acceptable. You see, the reality is there's times that we can be unacceptable to God. I want you to understand that when we're sitting at a bar stool... Drinking in alcohol, we're not acceptable to God. I want you to understand that when we're sitting in front of the, the computer looking at pornography, we're not acceptable to God. I want you to understand that when we're sleeping around outside of wedlock and sleeping around in sin, we are not acceptable to God, church. And we will feel far from Him and His blessings won't be revealed in our lives. We won't see God. You might see punishment. You might see consequences. You might see all, but you won't see the, 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 the gracious hand of God. You won't see all those things that He has reserved for the righteous, which you will look at just as we begin to close. But I want you to understand, He expects us to come with clean hands and a pure heart, the Bible says. But so often we rush to the table unclean. So often we come running into His presence with dirt on our face and dirt in our hands and dirt in our heart, church. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up, before I was allowed to sit down at the dinner table, I had to wash up in the restroom. Before I was allowed to eat up of, of any kind of food that was spread on the banqueting table, I needed to make sure I washed up before I sat down, that I showed some respect for the individual that worked all day to provide that food, that worked all day to fix that food, that worked all day to provide a table for me to sit at and enjoy a meal. And the reality is God expects the same thing from his children as well. He expects us to come to the banqueting table with clean hands and a clean heart, with a face that's been washed and a heart that's been washed. Not, not a life and hands that have been playing out there in the world all week long and then running to God's dinner table expecting to be fed of the goodness of God. It's not going to happen, church. He expects us to be clean 
when we come to the table of the Lord. Please understand the table of the Lord is reserved for the righteous. And here's where I'm going to start winding down. Reserved for the righteous. The Bible says, let me give you how I know that. David, again, in Psalm 24, 3 to 4, he asks two questions and give an answer. He says, who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? He asks the second question, who may stand in his holy place? And what you need to understand, what David was saying is, who is it that can come into the presence of the Almighty God? Who is it that can stand before the Lord? Who is it? that can come before Jehovah? Who is it that can be seated in heavenly places? Who is it that will be acceptable to God? And then he answers it, He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Those are the ones that shall ascend to the holy hill. Those are the ones that have a seat reserved at God's banqueting table. It's the individual, like David, who was willing to say, God... Here's my heart. Search me today. Seek me through and through. Examine me, God, and see if there's any wicked way within me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. So the question tonight is not really who's a candidate for water baptism. The question tonight is who's a candidate for the cleansing power of Jesus Christ. The question tonight for everyone here, whether you're planning on stepping in this pool or not, is am I a candidate For the power of God to transform my life by opening up my heart and bearing it before God and saying, here I am, God. So here's what I'm going to end with in this question. Is that if you're willing tonight to be a David, if you're willing to open up your heart, if you're willing to make his confession, your confession, and his prayer, your prayer, and and open your heart to God and say, search me tonight, I just want you to stand for a moment. Because we're going to dedicate and give ourselves to God and allow Him room to cleanse us. Especially those that are being baptized. If you haven't done it yet, you need to do this first. If there's been something in your life, let me speak this. If there's been something in your life, if you've got a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb and you've never been baptized, I want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit speak to you. But if you've been lost out there, And you're going to give your heart back to God tonight. I want you to consider baptism as well. Because it's a demonstration of your renewed devotion to the Lord. Let me not pray your prayer. You pray your prayer and ask God to search you. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for your word this evening. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your cleansing power. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that can take the vilest of sinners, God. And make them new again. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ that can take our sins which are like scarlet and make them white as snow. So tonight, God, we're standing up, opening our hearts to you, God. And asking you like David did to search us, O God. To examine us tonight. To seek our thoughts and seek our hearts. To see if there be any wicked way within us tonight. Any uncleanness, God. Anything that's hiding in the soil of our soul that is keeping us from seeing your goodness and your glory in our lives. Help us to be a clean people. Help us to be a holy people. Help us to be a a pure people who have a heart for God and a heart for holiness. Wash us tonight, I pray, O God. 
Purify us like David said. Wash us so that we might be washed. So that we might be able to see your glory and see your goodness and see your blessings and see your favor and see your power manifested in our lives. Forgive us, God, of our sins. Cleanse us, O God, of all of our unrighteousness, of all of the things that grieve your heart, O God. Let us not trample the blood of Jesus Christ, but let us receive it and accept it tonight so that we might be made whole. We thank you for the power of your word, the power of your cross, and the power of your blood. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Can we just bless the Lord tonight, church? Amen. You may be seated and the pastor is going to give you directions as to where we go from here.